This is Susan Miller bringing you hope for the uprooted. And this is that time of year where I just felt like I needed to zero in on the word loneliness. Loneliness over the holidays. I just felt like that all of you could use a little encouragement and a little hope if you were feeling lonely right now. If you had that sense of loneliness. You know, according to... Webster's Dictionary, loneliness is that feeling of being isolated or unhappy at being alone or longing for friends. And then another definition says that loneliness is the emotional pain caused by social or emotional isolation from intimate relationships. And I'll tell you, my friends, our mobile society has certainly contributed to the loneliness of millions of people. I even saw on one of the morning talk shows, uh, they, inter- they interviewed a um, psychologist, and he said that loneliness was, was even an epidemic today because of social media, uh, because of disconnect, because of because of our mobile society, um, and it's really something that uh, you're not weird or crazy if you feel it. Uh, it is re- it is real. It is a real feeling, a real pain. It is a real um, it's a real hurt. And you know, some of you might feel lonely because you are newly moved. You're uprooted through a move, and you haven't settled in and made friends. Some of you might feel lonely if you are um, recently widowed or divorced or if you're an empty nester or if you're single. I mean, there's so many reasons why um, we feel lonely in this society today. And so I want to give you some biblical principles that will give you hope and then some practical tips that will encourage you. You know, this podcast is all about bringing you hope and encouragement. And right now, at this moment, you might need a little encouragement. And I just want to just want to visit with you for a little while. You know, I have felt lonely and very alone. Uh, after losing Bill, I, of course, had to face my first Christmas, all the first, first holidays, first anniversary, first birthdays, first everything. And part of that was the feeling of loneliness that is what accompanied all of those first. For some of you, it may be a first for you, uh, a first Christmas alone, uh, the first year alone. For some of you, just, you know, that feeling of not having any friends, even at the workplace and in a new job where nobody knows your name. It, it's just, um, it, 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 I don't know about you, but here in Phoenix, you know, we drive our car in the garage. We, pu- we push down the garage door button and we're cut off. We're isolated. We walk in the house through the garage door. We have walls in the backyard. Um, that just builds into loneliness and builds into being disconnected from those around us. And so I just, I don't know, I just felt on my heart that God would provide me with the right words and that you just needed to know that you may feel lonely, but you are never alone. 
you are never alone. And, you know, I, I just want to give you some good biblical scripture and some sound, um, just some sound insight from God's word. And especially um, in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 12, just, just to give you that brush stroke for those of you that feel emotionally worn out and isolated and lonely, how you lose perspective, and oh, don't we do that. But Elijah, who was a great prophet in the Old Testament, had times when he felt overwhelmed by loneliness and discouraged by his circumstances. And some of you just feel so discouraged with what's happening in your life. But he became tired and isolated and lonely, and he lost perspective on your life, just on his life, just like we do. Boy, I tell you, I can look at life through a different grid when I feel very lonely. But listen in 1 Kings nineteen eleven through 12. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. And that's when the Lord spoke to Elijah. God didn't speak to Elijah through the clamor and chaos of the big things that were happening. He spoke in the quietness of a still, small voice, a gentle whisper. I encourage you, my friends, in your loneliness to be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Do you know there are times when I am at home on a Saturday that I will not turn on the TV, I will not turn on the music, but I will just enjoy the solitude. I wouldn't exactly call that a time of loneliness for me as much as I would a time of filling up and of refreshing myself in the Lord and of listening to the birds outside or just listening to God. That's a time when I'm still that's a time when there isn't the clamor of list or the chaos of my life and busyness, but to pull back and have that still quietness. God doesn't always speak to me when I'm running around checking my list for Christmas presents, you know, or running around getting all the ingredients for a big dinner or having a party. God speaks to me when I'm quiet and in the solitude of my back porch or my hammock or you know picking my deadheads in my yard that's when God will speak to me that's when when uh, I know that I need to be still and listen and so you know sometimes I think that God is saying when he's whispering to us he could be saying come closer to me so you can hear me Susan you know, you're so busy. You're so cotton-picking, list-minded. You know, I don't know about you, but I make a list and then check off what I've already done. But, you know, God is saying to all of us, come closer to me so you can hear me. And I ask you, are you listening for God's voice in your loneliness? And how can you hear God speak 
if you've chosen to separate from him, if you're blaming him for your loneliness, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. James 4, 8. Gosh, I mean, it's all written so plain for us to be still, to draw near to God. That is part of using our loneliness for God's glory. That he might deepen us and enrich us in his word as we listen to him and pull away even from the noise within our own homes. And I I think my prayer for you at this very moment would be that the loneliness you feel from whatever reason, that it will become the very thing that drives you to Jesus Christ. I want you to have the pleasure of his company. Have you ever felt lonely in a room full of people or in a beautiful new home or in a crowded mall or in a a church or a party or a Bible study or as a newcomer in your job and nobody knows your name, but especially during the holidays. I have. I know that pain of feeling disconnected. I've felt the emptiness that aches inside and the isolation that leaves me numb. It's hard for me to decorate a Christmas tree alone without Bill, so I invite friends over to help me or my grandchildren to help me. My relationship with Christ sustains me. His presence sustains me. I can turn on my Christmas music when I'm decorating because I really hate to pull out memories and that's what I do so many times over the holidays. My Christmas decorations are my memories and to pull them out I relive them. But I've learned to to dwell in the joy of those memories, in the happy times of those memories, and to invite people over for cider or just for Christmas music and to even help me put some things out. Um, it, 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 it's just some lifelines for loneliness that I would love to share with you. Uh, you know, first of all, let me just tell you about our Jesus It was a comfort for me when I realized that Jesus has been to lonely places in his heart, just like you and I have. And I've discovered on my journey of loneliness that there really aren't any emotional places I've been or feelings I've had that Jesus hasn't experienced. Luke 5.16 says to us, Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. You may be in a wilderness of loneliness. What a great time for you to pray. What a great time for you to refocus on God. What a great time for you to listen to God, to talk to him, to wait on him, to rest in him. You see, don't waste your loneliness. Yes, your heart hurts. Yes, you feel that pain and that anguish and that disconnect. But don't waste it. Use it to draw near to him, to be still and, 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 and know him and listen to him. I know so many times I've learned that I redeem my pain through investing in others. 
and it's the importance of taking my eyes off myself and turning my eyes towards Jesus and turning my eyes towards others, looking at God instead of my circumstances. Uh, So many times we focus on filling our lives with people, things, or activities to escape loneliness, don't we? Uh Uh-huh, you're talking to the hand here. I've done that. And the emptiness that you and I feel should first be filled by God. And then he'll put the right people and activities into your life to ease your loneliness. I love Psalm 42, 1 and 2. As the deer pants for water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I find him to come and stand before him? Refocus on him. Seek him. Take this lonely time to focus on his word. Look to him to fill all the lonely places and spaces in your heart and mind. And then you'll rebuild that deeper relationship with him. And listen to him. I love the C.S. Lewis quote that says, God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And God may be using whatever circumstance you're in, whatever loneliness scenario you're in, and the pain of that to get your full attention and draw you closer to him. Maybe you've been like an Elijah like I have, where I was so down and desperate and lonely and discouraged that I lost perspective on even refocusing on God rather than my circumstances and listening to him. Let me encourage you with Matthew twenty-eight twenty. You will always have his presence with you, my friends. This is what Matthew twenty-eight twenty says. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He wants you to listen to him. He wants you to refocus on him. You will feel, you will feel joy and peace again. You will be comforted. There is hope for tomorrow. And there's so many times when loneliness overwhelms me. You know why? Because I was so busy trying to interpret all the events of my own life that I didn't hear what God was saying about the situation. Don't miss the moment when God takes the time to whisper or shout. You need to listen. And you need to talk to him. Listen, my friends. When I say that you may be lonely, you may feel lonely, but you never are alone, I am telling you there's nothing like a good old one-on-one conversation with Jesus. Whether your eyes are wide open or closed, your head's bowed, you're looking straight ahead, whether you pray silently or aloud, you are never alone. I can carry on (laughs) the best conversation with Jesus. Um... He knows me inside out anyway, and he knows all my weirdness and all my craziness and loves me anyway. But I love to talk to him. And Ephesians 6:18 says, pray at all times. Pray for the things. Uh, watch and pray for the things that are needed. You must watch and keep on praying. You've got to talk to him. He'll fill those empty spaces with himself. And a lot of times, 
being lonely over the holidays will take you to a deeper place as as Jesus sits on the footsteps of your soul in your loneliness. And so many times, uh, you know, I'm such a people person, but my effectiveness in giving and doing for others is in direct proportion to the rest and solitude and quiet times I spend with the Lord. And I learned that the hard way. Believe me, I'm, I'm being so honest with you. I have blown it so many ways. And it took me a lot of years to learn to rest in God because I would pour myself out to others in order to fill that loneliness without first being filled up through resting in him and being with him. And I ended up running on empty. Hey, listen, we don't even have to be lonely to run on empty. The holidays, unless your focus is on Jesus, the holidays will drain you, girlfriend, and you know that. And I encourage you to pull aside and take pockets of time for that quiet, quiet time of spending quality uh, listening time, resting time, uh, talking time with, uh, with God. His arms are big enough to hold you when you feel lonely. As long as you need to rest in him, oh my goodness, he is there with open arms. And Matthew eleven twenty eight even says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you may be weary and heavy laden from many things, and loneliness may be tipping the iceberg. So I encourage you to run to him and rest in him. Um, I love to sit outside. I have a little bird that I think God sent me because he wakes me up in the morning with his happy little song. And at night I hear him before I go to sleep. It's like... um, I have allowed myself to pull away from the clamor of the world and just listen and rest in God. And and what about waiting on God? Some of you are waiting to fit in. You're waiting to make friends. You're waiting for somebody to know your name. You're waiting to feel at home. You're waiting to be included or accepted. You're waiting for the loneliness to go away. Oh my goodness. I get that. I so get that. I have sat in my church and felt so alone. And then I remind myself, Susan, I'm lonely, but I'm never alone because God is always with me. But I have felt alone in a crowded situation or at a party, all of those things. I mean, you can have a lot of people around you and you can still feel lonely. And I ask you the question, even though waiting on God is very hard sometimes, he's working in that waiting room of your life. He's working. Trust me, the pieces will come together in his timing, not ours. It's that waiting. It's that space between now and then that so much is learned. And God's waiting room is not a bad place to be. And when I waited, when I would move so many times, um, 14 times, you know, in case you need to be reminded, I felt like that my life was in the waiting room. 
but God taught me about trust and patience and and that I didn't have to figure it all out, that he had it. He had my back. You know, I would become anxious and unhappy and miserable, and I'd have pity parties and my loneliness, and I didn't even know anybody to invite to my party. Trust God in all things. Take a deep breath. Practice patience every day. God is not wasting a minute of your loneliness. And you know, the Apostle Paul, when we talk about great people in the Bible, he knew about waiting. He he knew about loneliness. He suffered the anguish of loneliness in prison. But instead of feeling sorry for himself, which I have more times than not, he studied and prepared for the day he would be released. Or as you wait on God, as you wait on God to get through this this time, and it is temporary. I mean, your life will fill up. You will make friends. Your calendar will begin to have things on it, or, you know, you'll meet people. Uh, but as you're waiting, what are you doing to escape or to when you are released from your prison of loneliness? Because you see, a lot of times our loneliness becomes our prison and we dwell in it and we are miserable, and we anguish, and we complain, and we are negative. I want to be like Paul. I want to, in my waiting room, when I get so down and lonely over the holidays, I want to be active and do something. I want to rest in him. I want to listen to him. I want to get to know him better, pray out loud. Just the solitude of listening to God speak to me in that whisper. And you know, I want to give you some real practical things too. Um, Some things that that will tangibly active things that you can actually do. One, uh, to help your loneliness. One is, I want to say, and it's just foremost to volunteer and help others. Let me tell you, um, You do redeem your pain through investing in others. There's no doubt about that. And there are so many things you can volunteer to do or ways to help over the holidays. I encourage you to Google in your area volunteer jobs over the holidays. I just encourage you to get on the phone, make some phone calls um, to different ministries, different organizations, Uh, You know, what can you do to volunteer? My goodness, everything from hand out toys to put a Santa hat on to soup kitchens to serve meals to um, take gifts to needy families. I mean, there's so many things you can do. But you know what? You got to step up and step out, honey. You got to turn that doorknob and walk out of it. You've got to pick up that phone and make those phone calls and volunteer help others that will get you out of yourself and it will help you uh, look at others and not just focus on you there is always somebody worse off than you and I always and you need to have that mindset over the holidays what can I do to help someone that's lonelier than I am and the simple the simple um way of connecting with a smile um hey call an old friend you haven't seen 
and reconnect, um, you know, email her, text her. In other words, initiate connection starts with a smile and it starts with taking care of yourself and having the attitude that you're going to put a smile on your face and you're going to have joy in your heart regardless of how lonely you feel. It is a choice you and I make. And I make that choice every day over the holidays because I miss Bill and I'm lonely without him. And I'm just being real honest. But I choose every day to put a smile on my face and to... um have joy, the joy of Jesus in my heart, uh, because I love Jesus, and it's all about Him, and that's what I, I focus on, but take care of yourself, my friends, take care, get up and get dressed, for heaven's sakes, don't stay in the bed all day, get up, get dressed, get out, um, talk to your mailman, talk to the grocery store clerk, you know, brighten their day, but it's important to connect, even through social media, um, you know, or like I say, a text or an email, a phone call is great, but get something going. And you know what? If you say, hey, nobody's invited me anywhere, well, then you invite somebody. If your church is having a Christmas concert, you invite somebody at work to go or someone on your street to go with you. Sometimes you have to step up and step out, and you have to be the initiator. And I know you mourn the relationships that you wish you had or that others have. I know that it's hard when you live away from family and you dread going to parties alone because you don't know anybody. Let me tell you something. You accept every invitation that you get. And if you don't get an invitation, then you be the party. You invite somebody over or to meet at Starbucks or a coffee place. Or, you know, if they've got kids, hey, let's meet at McDonald's. Let's, you know, let the kids play and let's just visit. Sometimes you've got to step up and step out of your loneliness box, your prison of loneliness, and be the initiator. And I really encourage you to do that. The other thing is for you to be grateful. If you're like me, I can go on a downward spiral and think of all the reasons, all my circumstances that make me lonely, okay? Especially over the holidays. Um, I can go in the men's department and get um, really, you know, down because I don't have... You know, I don't have Bill to buy Christmas presents for. So what do I do? I'll buy a Christmas present for someone in a family or, or, or you know, a family gift for someone that isn't as fortunate as I am. Uh, I'll buy the gift anyway. But I'm just saying it's the little things like that that can trigger you. And it's what you do with it, whether you give into it or whether you fight it. Um, it's just real important, my friends, for you to stay grounded, rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, to realize that you may be lonely, but you are never alone, and then to step up and step out and be grateful. 
be grateful. It's hard to complain and be negative when you're grateful. Think of the things that you are grateful for. Think of what you have, not think of your have-nots. Think of what fills your heart, not what has emptied your heart. Be grateful. Be grateful. That's what I want you to do in the midst of your loneliness is to be grateful to God for the things that you have and reflect on the precious memories that he has given you and step up and step out and make new memories and start new traditions and move forward, my friends, as you begin to start over as an uprooted woman who perhaps feels lonely over the holidays. Hey, I'm with you. I'm in your corner. You can contact me through our website, justmove.org, anytime. You are not alone in your loneliness. Have a Merry Christmas, my friends. Have a Merry Christmas. You're in my heart. We've walked this journey together. And we'll talk again soon.